Are we supposed to like make a note of an episode like milestone coming soon? Oh, have we have we missed that? No, um, there's one coming up in like three, four weeks, I think. I'm sure I we won't forget about that. I think it's like four episodes from now, where it's like it'll be a hundred episodes of Carl not earning money from this. Oh yeah, I, I think we we yeah you know we can talk about that. So it's what um uh, nearly episode one hundred of the Carl's Corner podcast. Well. And- it's an early episode 100 of season 2. Should we break it up into to more seasons? This isn't One Piece. I mean, even One Piece has like gotten parks broken up better than this. Yeah, it's like maybe we could separate into more seasons, but I guess maybe people aren't familiar with like why this podcast exists. And it exists largely, so I have an excuse to give you money to edit it. Yeah. Because I am, as we frequently discuss on the channel, very bad with my money. <laughs> and the only real reason the channel keeps going in its current form is so that I keep having excuses to pay you guys money to edit and appear on it and stuff like that. It's a wise business decision. Yeah. It's a very wise business. It's a dis- I've often said, I'm probably not going to have a lot of money when the channel ends, but I'm never going to have to pay for a pint again. That's true. So I'm never going to have to pay for a <laughs> pint ever again when I hang out with you guys, and I think that's going to be worth it. So I'm not sure you've done your maths on this one, but I'm going to drink a lot of pints, mate. That's true. There are a lot of pints to be drank when we're hanging out, so we'll see. We'll see if I can get my money back. I want to claw it back, <laughs> just um, yeah. uh, one stellar at a time. It's like that thing is many people might not know at this point because, like, yeah, we're on. Uh, I believe this is like episode 121 overall, or something like that. Something like that, yes. And if you include the QA episodes. That puts us like a few away from like a hundred episodes of being on like Spotify. Mm-hmm. But before that, the prior episodes were through Brew, where they were like basically giving you money hand over fist to be on their platform that died. Yeah, yeah. As I think we that was the boom of that time of like we can compete with YouTube, mm. and there were so many. It was like um, I experienced something similar during my writing days where. I have so many articles that I wrote and you can't find anywhere online because they were for websites that tried to just copy what Cracked did. So they hired right. a bunch of Cracked writers and said, write Cracked-style articles for less money. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And without fail, nearly all of them like just failed. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, balance paid. the difference between... like For anyone you know watching on YouTube or whatever, I'm just like... Trying to not blow out my face completely, but light my face up enough where I don't look like I've been hit by a truck because I'm basically running on zero hours sleep. I'm trying to do something similar where I haven't moved my... my, Annoyingly, I'm not in the centre of... If I sit to where it would be central to my screens, I'd be like this. Which means I'm not central to the people watching at home. So I'm like awkwardly not in the centre of um, my own desk so that I'm central in the screen for the video version of this. It's a very... uh, like. I know that if I sat off to the side, someone would get annoyed by it. Yeah, because I that have my, like, me. because I'm on a dual monitor setup, I have, like, my webcam hanging over the edge of, like, one of the monitors, mm-hmm. not in the middle of one, so that it tries to be in the middle of my desk. I've got, like, a different setup where I've got, like, a full-on camera. Similar, so basically, it's the same camera we have at the office. I've bought two mm-hmm. um, for dual camera things that we never did anything with because we're like, fuck this editing work. <laughs> so I've brought it home and used it as my webcam now. So I have the, like, virtually the same setup. And, and that's I'm why debating I... recording fact-themed videos from here. 
because mm. I've basically got the same setup now, and I can like you know stop paying for the office, but we still need the office for a few bits and bobs. So it's I mean, we do, but it's like it's balance and active, and it is like over the next like however long, just trying to figure out like well, could you do it from but potentially, it's... but also I might be moving, and that's a thing. Oh, right, yeah. Of like, if I have to move houses, like Brad's moving at the moment, and that's a ball ache for him. And I imagine if I was doing that, but I also had to somehow squeeze in days of filming. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things as well. You can tell that I've got a camera that can't deal with like white balancing and shit, and just like, you know, focusing properly when you can see just like the shimmer on my face compared to Carl looking nice and clean. I do look crisp, but also I look pale because I'm always pale. Because the only thing is, we've got the gimmick of having a green screen, but green is like one of the worst colours um, uh, to go against um, uh, complexion. Blue screens are actually better for that. That's um, why, like, blue because blue screens are there's a lot of reds in the face in right, the complexion, yeah. and blue screen clashes better with that. It's opposite. Whereas with green, what you sometimes get, I'm sat like a good couple of feet away from it now. People may have noticed mm. during the pandemic. I had like a sickly green sheen in front of me, and that's how I was stood like two feet in front. So we had reflected green light on my face, and I had a bunch of messages asking if I had like jaundice and stuff. Yeah. It was like, are you dying? Because you look really pale and yellow. It's like, no, it's green light reflecting back onto my face. Yeah, and we we try to like, you know, use the spill suppressor um, (laughs) where we can, but it's not perfect. And when you're like stood inside of the green screen, it doesn't really help anymore because then it just like. If I go further back, you can kind of see it now. You see, like, now I'm getting kind of swallowed by the light. This is not really doing much for the people listening on the audio version, so we'll stop playing around with video stuff for those guys. But if you're listening to the audio version, thank you. And uh, if you ever wondered why we don't have any ads or ad reads, that's why. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, it started off being like, well, we're already getting paid, like, a bunch of money from Brew, so you don't Mm -hmm. need to worry about ads. But okay. they were they were giving you so much money to be exclusive to this brand new platform that it was like from second one. If people remember those podcasts, we were like, "Well, this is doomed to fail." Yeah, well, that's the thing as well. They told me I could say anything, so I kept joking about the fact it's not going to last. And yeah. It didn't. <laughs> it's writing on the, the wall. Dude. Second one. I feel bad for the guys. Well, I, I as someone who's worked on the internet for like a decade, I could see that's going to fail a mile away. Because yeah. I have had that experience, like multiple times, like I said, when I was writing, I wrote for, I want to say, at least two dozen websites that all tried to be the next Cracked, mm-hmm. paid, got investor money, because like, you point to Cracked and you look, it gets this many millions of views a day. Or it's, you know, it's just funny listicles. We can do funny listicles, but we can it's do like, it for less money. But people also already go to Cracked for the funny listicles, so what's exactly. your gimmick? What's your USP, your unique selling point? And do you know what? That was, that's not my problem. No, figuring it's not, out, no. Like, and that's the thing. I was just there to get paid. And I did the same thing with Brew, where I told them, I'll, yeah, okay, I'll, if you're going to pay me, I'll do it. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, like, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, no, 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 we've got, we, you know, we've got faith in the idea. So, okay, then. I'll take the money. Uh, all right. If you want to deal with that business side of things, then I'll take the money for the work. That's like, you know, it's, that's not my problem. And I no. used it to pay you. And that was one of the ways I was able to bring you into the channel, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. you could do that, and then you edited, like, one or two... Um, wiki weekends and then the problem was when brew stopped being a thing you didn't have the ability to um uh, like more or as consistently earn money yeah. from the creative endeavors which meant that like you know you're you were kind of stuck in limbo of like working a real world job and then working on the internet so i said i'll start the podcast back up so i've got an excuse to pay you yeah it was like one of those things of like i was earning some money from you but not enough so i was still working part-time and then it's like 
you trying to be a nice friend and figure out like, well, how can I figure out how to make Lucas like actually full time working? Like yeah. not not for you technically with Factory. Yes, because no one, none of you guys, you work for me, you work with me. Mm-hmm. I'm very insistent that that's the case, that people refer to it as such. And like, yeah, that's people... literally on paper, because we all just, for tax reasons, have our own businesses. Like, mm-hmm. it literally means that we work with you as like collaborators, technically. Mm-hmm. But also, um, you know, in the literal sense as well, I consider you all to be collaborators. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like, but it's one of those things, it's we're collaborating on your channel mainly. Yes, like so that that is a, the caveat of like yeah we're may, we obviously there's the side channel and the podcast and stuff but the and majority of, of our earnings over the years have come from like collaborating on fight feed yeah because I'm a nice guy contrary to what you might read online oh, yeah. I know. If, according to every single person who knows me personally I'm a, I'm a nice guy but according to those weirdos on the internet I'm an awful piece of shit so who do you choose to believe I mean I think like there's definitely been. A lessening of that. I think you've like you you I've noticed like seem to just have taken like a bit of a step back in terms of telling people to fuck off and like that's all people give a shit about. No, I know, but that that just means that like there's less people being actively angry about you and probably just quietly angry about you. Yes. Which is the thing. It's like it's to the point where I think like fuck off was my catchphrase for a bit and I just got sick of saying it. Because people were asking me to tell yeah. them to say it. So I, I, I don't want to say it to people. The whole point was is that I was getting like jerked around to the point where I was getting actively frustrated being online. That's why mm-hmm. it became my catchphrase. It's like that Hideki Kamiya tech, isn't it? Yeah. Like he's known for blocking people, so people want to be blocked by him. It's like he doesn't want to block you. Mm. The, That's point the point was that it started out that he just, similar to myself, if he sees like a comment from any account that he doesn't like, it's like block. It's one button you can Good. press to make sure you never see that person ever again. And some people just don't like that. It's like, well, I never interacted with you. It's like, no, but I clicked on your account when you made a, like, a comment on somebody else's tweet that I saw that went viral, and you said some like horrible, misogynistic slur or something like that. You know, you were like racist, homophobic, transphobic, like sexist, something along those lines where I was like, I'm just going to block you straight off the bat without even needing to know anything about you. It's like seeing someone from like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see someone with a clipboard. And then like, <laughs> you, just like, start, you just start walking ever so slightly in the opposite, in a different direction so you can avoid them. It's the digital equivalent of that. Just like dive you know, into be- like fucking the, the corner shop before you can get to yeah. you. Like, nah. It's like being a raging misogynist online or just having, I don't know, an avatar. I still one of those kind of avatars because there's a couple that you can see, isn't it? It's usually like they have like a Joker avatar mm, or like yeah. an anime. And that's the I don't like to stereotype with the anime avatar trope. They have Zack so Snyder good. in black and white as the something like that, yeah. Or, and then you look at the profile and it's just like hashtag all lives matter and like all they follow is Joe Rogan and Stephen Crowley. Like, I'm just gonna preemptively say mm. me and this person are probably not gonna get along. <laughs> That's uh, all good. But uh, going back to the idea of uh, just seeing an idea from a mile off that you know is going to fail. Okay. Is there any experience you've had with that? Because I've had a couple, like I said, there's a few websites that are at one that um, I distinctly recall. Um, it's, it, the website's dead. It's gone. It's buried. You'll never be able to find it unless, like, maybe on the Wayback Machine, you could track it down. Mm-hmm. You can, like, search for my name and, like, articles written by me. But it was a one of many cracked spin offs that specifically wanted to center around, like, the medical thing. 
of like, you know, specifically weird cracked-esque articles about medical shenanigans from the past. Okay. Right. And that could make a good YouTube channel. That's the thing. A lot of these ideas will make good YouTube channels, and there mm. are indeed YouTube channels around that vein. But I was like, it's a good idea, but that's like a category on a wider website. There's no way you can focus an entire website around this. I, I, I took the thing, and I, and I wrote articles for them, but they never did it. And I just saw that, and it was like a mile off. I went, this is a bad idea. I this mean, isn't going anywhere. One that I saw recently that we spoke about privately that I was just like, holy shit, like, you're choosing to do this now, was like GameStop firing a bunch of people to pivot into NFTs as they're <laughs> crashing. It's That's like, you've the... already missed the boat. Yeah, like, NFTs, one of those hilarious things to watch where, like, I saw a breakdown of it where this might have been the hardest anything has ever been pushed mm. in history or in recent memory. Like, there are a few things in the last hundred years of pop culture that have received a push as calculated, as concerted, and as all-consuming in, all as this. Like, you had every celebrity on planet Earth, mm -hmm. every social media site, adverts at the fucking Super Bowl, public institutions like baseball stadiums and stuff like that getting renamed for, like, cryptocurrency and NFTs, and they were dead within five months. Yeah. And like, like it was like one of the biggest pushes for any idea ever, and they still failed. And that's the thing is like to somebody that might be tech savvy, it's like the way that NFTs are being incorporated at the moment is a big scam, and it was quite it is, obvious. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of people that just got told by Matt Damon to go buy an NFT went and did it and wasted a bit bunch of money because they see on the news of like cryptocurrencies and NFTs and making people millions of pounds it's like well I want millions of pounds and like and then you've got all these you know quote unquote trusted celebrities that you should never fucking trust going like trust. well I bought NFTs and made a bunch of money it was fantastic you should do it too I just remember though it was like dominoes of like who's next and I remember mm. it's like Lindsay Lohan who'd not tweeted in three years just tweeted out that she was now selling NFTs and it's like fucking hell <laughs> But yeah, bizarre like to me Hilton that like one. crypto and NFT is crashing hard, and GameStop, who were always like a year behind the times, were like now's the time. Now Strike. we fire all our staff and make NFTs. It's like the iron. It's not hot. It's the opposite of hot. It's cold. It's, it's like, like ice cold. It's like so cold that your tongue gets stuck to it. Like you've and already like, Let's done hammer the, our dick to this. You know, cast iron. The the ironing's already been done. The iron's been turned off and left on the sides of what It's actually got dust on it because you've like, you know, you've because you've not used it in that long. It's still got a bit of water in it, but if you turned it back on the stagnant water and smell when you steamed it up. That's how long it's been since this iron was used. Um but yeah, that was one that like we just, you know, laughed at the other week of just like Dear God, like they're already they've been floundering for years upon years to figure out right. what to do, but like oh. They got saved because people memed on them for being so shit. Mm -hmm. And like, I think they got a bit big for their britches. Like, it's similar in a way to like, you know, the Snyder Cut stuff where there's this weird cultish following of like, it's a small amount of people, but they're incredibly loud. Mm -hmm. So it feels like more people are invested in the success of this thing than there actually are in real life or in actuality. And they're like going, NFTs. That's it. NFTs are the future. I like, see like Reddit was selling NFTs and like like a hundred dollar NFT profile pictures and people are like this is like the website is known for people just making new accounts whenever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. 
and like I find it really funny that we've mentioned it at some point like now NFTs are being sold on the side of physical products to try and like you know to get try and get people in it's like and it's still hey, not working would you like I saw a James Stephanie Sterling like made a video about like Final Fantasy 7 figures are being sold with NFTs next to them it's like do you mean that game about like corporate cynicism ruining the world and like destroying the ecosystem for their and own like to make profit yeah to make profit and they're like eco terrorists trying to stop these corporations and then square's like we'll use that we'll use that to try and make people convinced about crypto that's destroying the planet there is no level of irony deep enough that corporations understand like mm-hmm. the lorax you feel like the story of the lorax I mean, I know that there's like that Lorax animated movie, but I don't. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. So the Doctor Seuss, like, it's not a story. It's not a novel. It's a story. It's a short story, and it's basically very heavy-handed. Just look after the environment. Mm. The Lorax wants you to look after the environment. Oh God, I'm getting a message. Oh God, wait a minute. I'll message back and say. And he's like, so the Lorax like look after the environment. They had a tie-in with GM for like a Hummer. Or something like that. And one of the ads they had is, cut your own Lorax-themed, like, gas guzzler commercial to win a free, like, um, uh, 4x4 off-road vehicle. And people were just like, do you know what movie is you're sponsoring? (laughs) So people just cut them and just put, like, text over it saying, ruining the planet. Like, yeah, let's go. It's like, just the point entirely over the head. Just Yeah, there is no... They don't get it. They they do not understand. And that happens so often with so many companies. And it's always hilarious, but also frustrating that, yeah, these are the people who are getting paid like 10 times what we are, and they're that stupid. I do the whole thing of like looking at a thing. You look at it and go, this is going to fail instantly. Mm -hmm. Do you see a trailer for a movie and you're like, that thing's going to bomb? But this is already dead, and you're like, okay. But by the time the trailers come out, that means that not only did the idea get pitched, it got made, people got cast, people got paid, mm-hmm. like post-production was done and a marketing budget was drawn up, and then the second it hits like anyone's eyes who's not directly in that sphere of Hollywood, they just go, well, it's fucking shit in it, it's going to fail day one. And there's like, they're already $150 million deep into the project. It's like Yeah, because I think there's a couple of movies like that I've just seen of um, cause we had the Marvel stuff recently, you know, mm-hmm. keep it light, um... Just Marvel's announcing, like, here's the next 15 years of movies, and DC's like, you excited for the new Shazam movie? It's baffling to me that I'm not like, only... No? Are we getting Shazam 2, we're also getting Black Adam within, like, three months of one another, and nobody and those, really cares. But also, as well, those characters are, like, they fight all the time in the comics, but no, there's no hint I mean. there's like, be a crossover between them. Like, like, I presume Black Adam is being set up to be some kind of part of the Shazam movie. Yeah, but like, and so they're clearly trying to copy the Marvel, copy the Marvel thing. What Marvel do is they set up a thing for a movie that's coming out next year, mm-hmm. not a movie that's coming out in two months. Yeah, it's real weird because, like, if anyone doesn't know, like, Black Adam is essentially the the you know evil version of Shazam, quote unquote. Like, they've got the same power set. It's like derived yes. from the same, um, the same powers, and it's like. Yes, it's yeah, just Black that. Adam is 
one of the bad guys, or at least, at very least, from the looks of the movie, maybe like an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero in the comics, yeah. He's like quite similar in a way to like Black Panther, where he's like isolationist of like protect Kandak, mm-hmm. and uh, just like because the nerds will say something, it's like his powers are the same as Shazam's, only he gains his powers from the Egyptian pantheon, not the Greek pantheon. Right. So I'm not quite sure of that thing, but he still says Shazam, but it's like Set, Horus, Anubis, something, 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 rather like, than... Rather than being transformed into a person, like... But, you know, Billy Batson being, like, the kid when he gets hit by the Shazam beam, like, mm-hmm. it just... When I know, like, what from what I've seen from, like, Injustice and stuff, like, when Shazam uses that on Black Adam, it just damages Black Adam. Yeah, like it's Black not Adam like is there's a transformation or anything. Like he's basically permo powered up. Mm-hmm. Like he is infinitely powered. I'm just going to get it now. Oh yeah, so it's actually not like um, uh, so we have here powers and abilities. It's the stamina of Shu, the swiftness of Horus, the strength of Amon, the wisdom of Zahuti, the power of Aten, and the courage of Mihan. So these like that's the okay. the Egyptian pantheon, but I'm not too familiar with the Egyptian pantheon. So I just thought Set because that's the only real right. Egyptian god that I knew. But yeah, the point is like very similar power set. They both like can, you know, say a word to someone in a lightning bolt from the sky down upon them and, you know... And it's the Black exact Adam's same got, like, word. The, the flying, the, the super strength, like, the lightning bolts and stuff like that. They they have a very similar power set and often fight against one another. So, presumably, those two movies are going to be very intertwined and it's just... They're going to have to be. Very, the, the, very strange that they're so close together. Like, the name of that Shazam movie is, like, Wrath of the Gods. And I... Or something I was, like that. And it's all about the fact they pissed off gods. I'm not like, really what? bothered like um, about watching the DC trailers because I avoid the Marvel ones because I care. Yeah. Um, so and the, the DC, DC ones, ones when they care. come on in the cinema, I was just like, whatever. And like the that second Black, Black Adam, Adam one was trailer, so boring. It looks very boring. But the one exciting thing to me that I didn't realize is like, oh, it's got like Hawkman in there, and it's got yeah, um, I saw like Hawkman in Let's there. Go. And I was like, oh, Doctor Fate, like that's a really cool pull. But then I'm just not interested in the Black Adam part of the Black Adam movie. Yeah, I think every other character in that show, because The Rock, and this is a problem I've had for a while, and it's something I've always applauded Marvel for, and it is that, for the most part, they always cast relative unknowns for their parts. And someone's going to say, well, like Robert Downey Jr. It's like, no, Robert Downey Jr. is famous now. Robert Downey Jr. got his career saved by Iron Man. Yes, he had a career before that, but his career was effectively saved by... Um, uh, the Iron Man series and like you have the article I always reference is when Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston were cast as Thor and Loki there was like a trade publication that basically said like um, who and who gives a fuck cast as no-name superheroes mm-hmm. in Marvel projects and now they're two of the most famous men on earth and it's like and- it's that weird thing isn't it of just like Robert Downey Jr. was uncastable um, at the time, he was like his name was completely tarnished. Chris Evans, like Chris Evansworth, Tom Hiddleston. No one really knew they were. Um, there were there are pulls like you know Natalie Portman, Scarlett Johansson, but like a lot of them are less than like even like Mark Ruffalo, Jer- Jeremy Renner. But then yep. you have like a Sam Jackson in there every now and then. Like yep. there are some big big stars, but a lot of them are like we're introducing you to this character and you don't know the actor beforehand so you don't associate them with any other roles. That's the thing, yeah. Because when like, people see Robert Downey Jr. now, they see Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Which means that Iron Man, the character, is the pull. 
So when you're like, you know, said Sam Jackson's in those movies, but he's not on the poster. No. And if he is, he's not front and center. Joe's front and center, fucking Iron Man. And what did uh, and DC don't seem to have like got on that thing yet? Like, they tried it with Superman with Henry Cavill. You know, yes. he's been in a few movies, but he's like, you know, a relative unknown in Hollywood. He's not like a big action star or anything like that. Then they bring like Ben I mean, Affleck. I mean, obviously he is now at the time. Like. He is now, yeah, because of those movies. But then like Ben Affleck as Batman. It's like Ben Affleck's too famous. When I see Ben Affleck Batman, I see Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I don't see Batman. And as well, like, for example, um with like Robert Pattinson, I still again like I see Robert Pattinson there, but with Christian Bale, I knew Christian Bale was, but like with Christian Bale being the just like ridiculous person that he is, that the body transformed himself does. so much for the Batman role, it didn't look like the Christian Bale I was familiar with. No, it looks like, and then you see him as the character, and it's mm. the problem with Black Adam is, are you ever going to be able to see The Rock as anybody but The Rock? I'm never going to see, like, the movie post and think, oh, that's Black Adam. It's like, no, that's The Rock playing Black Adam. It's The Rock playing The Rock with an outfit on that looks like a rock outfit where with his tattoos, like, The Rock tattoos visible. Yeah. And he's like, they didn't, you know, they didn't try and, like, put a receding hairline wig on him or anything, like... They didn't give him, like, the widow's... The Vegeta widow's peak that Black Adam (laughs) has in near enough every single adaptation that he has. Nothing really other than, like, skin-tight suits to make him look super buff like he is. But it's just... Well, The Rock's always in a skin-tight super buff outfit. And that's the problem, yeah, of... um you see the actor, not the character, and Marvel's been really good with that. And it's been, it's, you know, paid dividends for them because, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they cast Robert Downey Jr., because he's, like, as you said, he's like, he was basically, like, poisoned by Hollywood standards, they got him for next to nothing. And they got to yeah. sign on for four movies for next to nothing. Well, no, like he, Chris Hemsworth. at one point, he must have, like, renegotiated because he, he was did, the yes. highest paid actor in the world at that point. Like, and when, like, Avengers was hitting or something. And that's one of the reasons they killed him off. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we want to bring in new actors, you know, like relative unknowns that we can, you know, we don't have to pay them a lot of money. And as a result, you know, get them in for more projects and we can do more adventurous things with them because, like, you know, half the budget isn't taken up by their exorbitant salary. And that's why sometimes it does take me out a little bit when, like, for example, um, spoilers for, like, the end of Eternals, where it's like, oh, Harry Styles just walks in. Yeah. And like it's that, just that, Harry fucking Styles. And that's the thing as well, he's not a good actor. And I don't know from that clip it that we've seen anyway. I don't know who he knows how he got in there. And it's like, there's there's some missteps. And usually when they do like the big celebrity cameo, it's usually for a side character they're never going to do anything with. Like in Guardians of a Galaxy, where Sylvester Sloan turns up for five minutes. And he's a side character Mm. you're never going to see again. Or sometimes I'll have like, you know, a Kurt Russell, but he's a villain, so you know he's going to die at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because the villain always dies. But, yeah, I'm waiting for DC to learn that lesson. Because they seem to have done that, you know, like um, uh, the guy who plays Shazam. I just have no interest in that movie because the fuck am I watching it for? Hmm. Now, that's the thing is... I have no attachment to any character in that film. When someone turns around and goes like, oh, Shazam was pretty fun. Like, great, but I have no interest in the wider universe. Whereas when someone's like, you know, oh, Miss Marvel's a fun TV show. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's like a fun watch. I was already watching it, don't get me wrong, because I'm invested. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I turn around to someone else that cares about Marvel's not really watching the Marvel TV shows, I'm like, oh, you should watch Miss Marvel. Like, it's pretty fun. It's, like, pretty decent. They'll probably go and watch it because, oh, well, at least I know watching it, I'm going to learn more about this world I'm invested in as yeah. well. Yeah, so, like, so it's essentially it's like you know, reading 
novels. That's like, you know, a series of novels. What you're saying is we're hostages and we're trapped by Marvel. Yes, we effectively Essentially, are, yes. like, is like the, the, you know, narcissistic way to look at it is like, oh, well, what you're saying is that just Marvel have got you trapped in at this point. Which, yeah. But they have, but they've done it by making good movies. They've got like and, 30 something projects that all fit together in a relatively cohesive universe. And they're all really, like, you know, fun and interesting. And especially now where they're tackling. Um, uh, stuff from cultures and perspectives that I'm not used to seeing. Because that's one of the things I'm really mm-hmm. interested in. Like, you know, like Shang-Chi, Black um, uh, Panther. And that's like Asian, one like, thing that I found really interesting is like when we, like, you know, no real spoilers for Miss Marvel, more just like they talked about the history of India that I wasn't really aware of. Of like, um, Yeah. And, it's, and giving the, a bit of a glimpse into Pakistani and like Indian the, culture. Exactly, like the partition and stuff. I was like not really aware, like we're not really taught anything about that in school. And, and that's you know, like a perspective you never consider. Mm-hmm. And I can't see, and that has so much value to me. And I guess like Black Adam maybe kind of has that because it's, you know, he's, he's it set might in do. the thick, he's got Kandak, which is like, it's a made up stamp in like, you know, like, Central Egypt, near Africa. So hopefully, maybe we'll get some of the perspectives from that. Hopefully, like, yeah. I know the like, Rock is, um, you know, very proud of his origins. As like, like I think he's black and um, Pacific Islander. Right. Okay. So I can imagine that he would want to, like, you know, play into that a lot. It's just one of those things as well. Like you know, it doesn't just because it is made up. Like Wakanda's made up, but they pulled in a lot of African culture there. Yes. So like you know, they can Marvelify it or DCify it and make it like not exactly real life, but they can make it parallel to those cultures. Like, fuck yeah, Afrofuturism, let's go. Yeah. And like, you and know... God damn, did you see that trailer? No. No. Okay. Because like, there's a moment in it where I'm like, okay, I this just, is why you hired this actress. I full on just, again, yeah. with Marvel, I'm at that point where I'm like, all I'm gonna do by watching any of the trailers is spoil something for me, whether it be little or big. Yeah. And I went back and Go, I, I go back and watch the trailers afterwards to see how much of a mistake I would have made by watching it. That mm. Thor Love and Thunder trailer gave away so much. It did, didn't it? It's like, oh. And I was like, I'm so glad I avoided this because that ruined so many moments. Now, would you care about like Black Adam getting ruined? Because I'm just on the casting page for it now. Oh, like, Black what? Adam can go fuck itself. The Black Panther okay. trailer I do care about not seeing, but I watched the, again, like, go and see Thor Love and Thunder, the Black Adam second trailer yeah. came up, or third trailer, or whatever, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to avoid this. So, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, and they say here that he will be the arch enemy of Shazam, mm-hmm. which means that the movie Shazam, we already know what the spoiler is, great. Um, <laughs> we've got Hawkman. Okay, so yeah. we've got Hawkman, Atom Smasher. So we're bringing in some, like, you know, some no-name, bringing some D-tiers. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, James Gunn's had great success doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a character called Isis. I'm wondering if they're going to rename those. Do you they renamed Isis in Archer? I didn't know there was anyone called Isis. Uh, yes, apparently so. There's a hero um, called Isis in the um, DC Universe. Ooh. Red Tornado! Fuck yeah, Red Tornado! Yeah, these are some weird... Pulls. A Hawkman, you know, Justice League yeah. character. Like, many Red Tornado is remember like... that from Justice League Unlimited and stuff, but... But Red Tornado is like he's in all the animated ones because he has a really interesting look because he's like the red robot who fires like whirlwinds. I think I know who you mean because I think yeah. he's in like a I think he's one of the trainers in Young Justice. Yeah, he like Red yes. Tornado yeah. is in a lot of the animated stuff because he's just got a very interesting look about him. 
Oh no, Lucas. Do you want to just like, do you want your chub to subside? So first I want to get your chub up. I'm going to say, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, fucking fantastic casting. Yeah, he looks really cool. It, it looks it's, like a really The curly moustache, like he looks the part, mm. but Viola Davis reprises her role as Amanda Waller. So they're going to connect it to previous DC Extenders Universe stuff, and it's like, Chub subsided. But, like, because did she return to be Amanda Waller in James Gunn's Suicide Squad? Yes, she did, because that's technically canon to the other Suicide Squad. And it's just like, Is it canon to the other Suicide Squad? It is indeed, yes. They mention it. Oh, okay. Because one of the things that James Gunn had to do is he had to ask, who can I use? And, like, well, you can't use anyone from the previous movies. Mm. Except for Harley Quinn, because like she's the only one who wants to come back. And John Kinnaman of all people. Yeah, he wants to come back. Like, but he, like he was notably one of the worst parts of that movie, and people slated him. And he's like, "I'll come back for another one." I mean, to be yeah. fair, with James Gunn attached, you might want to. But of course, yeah, and uh, that's one of the things he has to do. So technically, that Suicide Squad movie is in the same universe. It's just another mission that Suicide Squad went on, and that's the thing about Viola Davis is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love her. She is a fantastic Amanda Waller. Yeah, no criticism to her, but, like, it's more the fact that they're still pulling everything back into that thread of, like, Suicide Squad 2016 or whatever. They're hoping that they have their Sam Jackson. I'm not sure how to feel about the fact they've just, like, they've got, like, they're thinking that their Nick Fury is just, like, a black lady. I mean, so I guess Davis I, could be. Like, like, you know, Amanda Waller is like that in the comics. I was going to say, Amanda Waller is kind of like, you know, the, that anti-hero Nick Fury kind of yeah like I get it just it looks bad on paper no, like, it makes it as well look more desperate that they're trying to copy what Marvel's doing mm. where at the end of every movie they have this black lady walk in who like she dresses like Nick Fury as well yes. she wears like the coat and stuff mm-hmm. and like I am never ever gonna get hype for a like for Viola Davis walking in and being like I'm gonna tell you about the Suicide Squad initiative and I'm gonna be like boo <laughs> Stop bringing this back in. No one cares. Do you all be hyped for if they walked in? Fucking Robert Pattinson Batman. Yeah. Then I'd be excited. But, like, you can't put that movie in with the rest of those DC films because, like, just tonally, it just doesn't work at all. But at this point, it's a fucking mess anyway. It is, but, like, I can't imagine a world where, like, even though, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies, like, up and down in terms of quality and in terms of, like, genres they try to ape, whether you like it or not, at least they have a consistent, like, tone of, like, cinematography. For a bit, they do, and, yes. For you know, I know that that's, like, it's a big criticism of the Marvel movies because it makes a lot of them look and feel very similar. And I am... But that's important people for maintaining often, tone. But, like, the... Um, like the colour balancing of those movies and stuff like that and a lot of things to pull apart but at least when you watch those movies they feel like they're part of the same movie universe whereas like if I went and watched the the Aya Suicide Squad the James Gunn Suicide Squad and the Batman and you went yeah they're all together they're all, they're all one universe yeah. I'd be like fuck off are they I'll tell you what is fun now um, watching Peacemaker and just seeing, like, it's James Gunn taking the piss out of DC and they, do, they don't even know that he's doing it and they're giving mm. him money to do so. Yeah. Where he's, like, making their, like, absolute most bottom-of-the-barrel Z-tier characters way more interesting and likable than Superman. 
Like, there's like, a guy in that who show. Who do you prefer, called... like Polka Dot guy or Superman? And people are like, yeah, Polka Dot man, yeah, sure. Well, listen, no, in the uh, in the Peacemaker show, there's a character called the Vigilante, and he's just a guy with a gun, and he just <laughs> shoots people. That's what he does. He's just I shoot criminals, man. And he has so much charm in that series. Mm. I fucking love him. Just because like James Gunn's a good director and he's got like you know a fun character and the actors having fun with it. Yeah, no, and I care like, so much more about like the fate of Vigilante and Judo Master and, than I ca- and Peacemaker than I care about Batman. Or like, who who would you rank higher then? Like, say like Wonder Woman and Ratcatcher, and it's like, oh, Ratcatcher, Ratcatcher, yeah, instantly. Like, Ratcatcher is so much more interesting as a character. And like, how is that a world that we live in where we want to see more of Ratcatcher than Wonder Woman? I would watch a Ratcatcher spinoff <laughs> in a heartbeat. I would not watch a. I, I tried to watch that Wonder Woman one. What nineteen eighty four? I got to the bit where she's on like the highway, and she's just like, and it's really strange because like Gal Gadot is part of like uh, she's Israeli, so she was part mm. of like Israeli military, like the IDF. Yeah, she was. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, the people like like bombing the shit out of Palestine. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a scene where, like, she's basically, like, playing the saviour of, like, these little Palestinian kids. And it's just, like... And even if you ignore that, the action scene is very bad. Right. And I just want to, you know, with the context of her being, like, yeah, I want to be, you know, show that I know, like, um, Israeli forces aren't that bad. It's, like, they in the news every other day for bombing Palestine. Mm. Maybe like maybe this is like you know a subject we don't want to broach in this movie. Yeah, it's it's like it's weird because you don't want to approach the subject, but at the same time, it's like you also don't. Is is like the, the way that they framed it already is like well, literally an Israeli actress being like, "Yeah, I'm the savior of these kids." It's like, oh, okay, yeah, and it's like bring it back to like Amanda Waller. Like, I'm so upset. We never like we're not going to get her best line. We've seen like the Telltale Batman series where she comes in, okay. and they're like they're talking about Amanda Waller, and they're like, "Oh God, no! The fucking, the fucking thunderstorms here." And Amanda Waller just says, "More screens like thunderstorm. I'm the whole damn hurricane," and kicks <laughs> down the door and starts giving Batman like the dressing down. And we're just not going to get that. No, we're not going to get her just like fucking chatting shit to Batman. Great. She's great. Like she's so good in all like the animated shows where she just chatting mm. shit. Yeah, just talking down Batman. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are, Batman. I don't care. And that's the, one of the best bits, like where she says, "Like Batman's like, who the fuck are you?" And she goes, "I'd be careful who you talk to, rich boy." And Batman's <laughs> like, like, "Oh, oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Actually, no. It's like I fucking know everything." Yeah, dickhead. Uh, man, like it is a shame that yeah, like um, Viola Davis does a really good job at that role, but like got stuck in just that awful. Awful movie. Quagmire, yeah. That it's a great Academy Award winning movie. That's the thing with so many like that's what the whole one about Batman. Ben Affleck, award winning director, wanted to direct a Batman movie and they're like, no, we want to like oh we're gonna let the director of Sucker Punch direct these movies, not award winning director Ben Affleck. Oh okay, and when he was like giving prompts and stuff of like maybe my character should be framed this way. Like, Zack Snyder, like, no, 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 no. I'm but, like, that's like, one I've, thing, I've you got, know. I've got an Oscar! Let Zack Snyder have his own project, I guess. But, like, you know, again, whether you like it or not, you know, let the director yeah, be let the director of the thing, project. But, but, like, 
the idea that they had Ben Affleck like starring, writing, directing the Batman noir film that we never got that like that thing that he is best known for and like best regarded for of being like completely you know again like writer actor director of projects like Argo and that and like mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's what he peaked at that's peak Ben Affleck and you had that chance and you just let it go no because they realized we need a course correct and make everything the same it's like let's give it to the guy who wrote Blade Trinity so I'm pretty sure that's what David Ayer did before he did Suicide Squad. He did Blade like, Trinity, that the worst Blade bad, movie. But like, it did have Ryan Reynolds in it, who alleviated it, did, yeah. it a little bit. That's a CGI, like, Wesley Snipes' eyes onto his eyes. Because <laughs> he, he was so high, and, there was this, and he was having like a petty argument with the director. And the director's like, you need to open your eyes, and Blade went, no. <laughs> so they just so they just CGI'd his eyes onto his eyes and then they threatened Wesley Snipes by saying we've got enough footage left to just like make the movie without you mm. so start like working properly so Wesley Snipes refused to talk to anyone when he wasn't in character and walks around dressed like Blade leaving people notes that said from Blade <laughs> and like oh man and that's I, why we're I, not getting a Blade movie starring Wesley Snipes again because he was too difficult to work with yeah yeah the classic isn't it like um similar to Toby Maguire of like oh no I'm gonna like be an asshole and like sue you guys for loads of money and stuff with back injuries and like uh, you know we can just get rid of you right yeah that was a weird one with Toby Maguire because he did legitimately get injured making but like, then he apparently like massively exaggerated his injuries and it's the whole thing yeah what was it he was making now and that horse movie he made not secretary he made like a movie about a horse and he did injure his back. Mm. But he was using it of like, oh, I don't know if we can do any of these stunts. Oh, we'll get a stuntman in. No, I want to do them. It's like, yeah. We can't, and that's why they have that joke in like the third one where he hurts his back and he's like, ah, oh, my back. Way, like, and that's my, why, back, my back, yeah. And that's why they don't have him doing like any of the movies after that. Like, that's why they don't have him like being Spider-Man for very much of that movie. Mm. That's Seabiscuit, yeah, something chat said. Oh, right, yeah. Like, he, did hurt, he did hurt his back doing that. As you said, that it was this, and it was this weird argument behind the scenes of like, well, how much does your back hurt? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, like, you know, it's nothing a couple million dollars won't fix. Like, we need to get this fucking movie made, Toby. We could put a guy in the suit and it's like, no, I'm con- it's just... Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And it's just that weird thing, isn't it, of like, oh, um, yeah, like, you're going to act like an asshole on set and act like you're, you know, the star that we can't get rid of. It's like everyone can be getting rid of, especially nowadays. Especially Spider-Man. You can always you replace Spider Man. Just put someone there's else one, in an outfit. If there's one thing we've learned, is that you can very easily replace Spider Man. Yeah, it's just like, oh man. And like, how is you know the, that other Spider Man affiliated non Spider Man universe character got away with so much shit on set? Which one's that? Charles fucking Leto. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say like with uh, there's so much like weird behind the scenes stuff about all the movies that've been made at the moment like. The Black Panther thing of like Letitia Wright being like an absolute nightmare on set because she refuses to get vaccinated mm-hmm. and like fine, but we're still going to adhere to COVID protocol, which means that you have to wear a mask. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, we're going to go film in the UK. We can't like so that's what means like they're shutting down filming locations. Like she can't go. She's not vaccinated. And like, okay, well, at the very least, will you stop yelling at co-stars like vaccinated conspiracy like conspiracy theories? No. Okay. Thank you. Oh dear, oh dear. But I mean, on a more light-hearted part of the Marvel, yes, the Marvel scene. 
Are there any announcements that were made at uh, SDCC 2022 that you're excited about? Also, like, Comic-Con spoilers for, like, all the announcements for Phase 4 and beyond. I'm not sure there's, like, much you can really, like, everything gets spoiled. I didn't even get spoiled by looking at that. I just went on Twitter the day afterwards and just here's the image with it all on. And it's like, yeah, it just gets exactly. inserted into your peripheral. And I, most of it's stuff that we knew was coming. And I'm not too fussed about it. I know it's coming, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I always do, which is, I, if it enters my peripheral, I'll look at it. Well, for the most part, it's like, just keep making fairly decent movies that entertain me for a couple of hours and keep building this wider universe. Like, as you said, that's interesting and is now opening up a lot of perspectives and stuff that I've maybe not considered. And so I'm really also, enjoying seeing stuff from those, like you said, the Miss Marvel thing. Yeah, so uh, I was going to say, and also, like, it's, it's fantastic, you know, getting all these... Um, these different perspectives but also the fact that we're allowed to lean into just like being pure dumb comic books now as well like yeah they, they can do whatever the fuck it's they that want it's that great. similar thing of like game of thrones got to a point where all these people that were in it for the sex scenes are like wait why am i watching a show about like dragons and ice warriors now it's like, like it just happens in. slowly over time of like oh yeah well like thor one it had it had a rainbow bridge but it was relatively a bit more grounded like it's in then it's in the background, mm-hmm. and then like you get to like you know the third four movie, and it's like the Rainbow Bridge is like part of the plot. Yeah, <laughs> and we it's need like, to rebuild God, the Rainbow Bridge. We need to like jump on like a sex orgy spaceship from the Grandmaster after like rescuing Hulk from Gladiator Jail in space, and like yeah, travel and through the day, Devil's Anus or whatever. It's the um uh, like the media making equivalent of just the boiling frog theory. Yeah. Of just they made it so insane so gradually, you don't notice. Or maybe like, you know, the um, the stone soup analogy is a bit um uh, better. You know about stone soup? Stone soup. It's a, it's an old metaphor, it's like a tale about a guy who comes into a village hmm. and he, he asks for food and no one gives him any food and he says, well, in which case then, you just give me some water. Like What do you need that for? Well, I'm gonna make some stone soup. You can make soup out of the stones? Of course you can. Can you want to give me the water? And so they give him the water, and he puts the stone into the soup, and the man tastes it, and he goes, ooh, what you could do with some herbs? So one of the villagers right. is quite curious, gives some herbs, and he tastes it, ooh, you could do with some meat, put some meat in, some vegetables, some stock, and he goes, ooh, we're now perfect, and he takes the stone out. Yeah. And everyone tastes it, and it's like, wow, that's really good stone soup, and I think it's with marble. <laughs> it's like, you know, this... They put this, like, thing in that like, fools you, of like, ooh, military action, and all this, like, you know... Um, uh, like realistic grounded stuff and they take it out but you don't notice that it's gone because she's tasting the soup so that's the thing is you know when you look at the first two movies of the MCU they are both military themed movies that are quite yeah, action grounded films. and action based and it's like with a guy who's the Hulk who we're all familiar with the Hulk that it's not really throwing anyone off because everyone's kind of aware through you know how popular Hulk is and over the years of like all the TV shows that he's appeared in and stuff like that. Like, people are aware of the Hulk. He's a very popular mainstream character. And then yeah. this guy in a metal suit can shoot rockets. And then you're like, you know... And then Captain America. But then America, they start to introduce yeah. like, that weird mystical element of like, oh, there's a magic cube. Mm-hmm. But you know, look, there's some World War II stuff, but magic cube. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, just in back of your mind, magic cube. Then Thor, it's a god. We know he's on Earth. He's got no powers. Okay, so you see a little bit. You see a glimpse. Mm-hmm. For the most part, he's on Earth. Guys with guns are there. Yeah, and he only end, gets his powers back at the very end, yeah. Yeah, and then robot shits. And that's the thing, it happens so gradually, I said. They're adding the herbs. Mm-hmm. 
And then eventually they just took the stone out. They took like the stone, like the quite literal the grounding of the universe, and now they can do whatever they want. And eventually, they, like, like Doctor Strange is traveling through the multiverse to try and like rescue people from you know certain cosmic threats and shit. Yeah, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I think that's a good analogy about like the stone soup. Uh, I've not heard the grounding that, one before, that was tricky you to watch it. Yeah. I like it. And they've taken it out now because, like, the fact that they've just taken out that like, grounding, so just the universe is open and they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that thing is like, I'm excited to get as ridiculous as, you know, again, uh, like some of the latest stuff ones where it's like, oh, shit, we're getting, like, obviously we knew it was coming at some point, but like, confirmation, fuck yeah, we're getting secret walls. Yeah, secret walls, yeah, that's what it's all been leading up to. And then we get in like a lot of things. Oh yeah, yeah, we're making some fantastic four stuff. And yeah, they're coming back. Like, we knew, we knew they were coming. I don't know as much about the character, but like the idea of like, oh, the Kang Dynasty, and like leading. I'm not Kang, too familiar with Kang. Kang the Conqueror, like Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, I know the name. I'm not too familiar exactly. with like what he's about. But and that's gonna be fun again. Something I'm not familiar with. It's gonna be seeing something different. Years of not Batman again. Setting up Kang, going through the multiverse. Gathering an army of Kangs to then set up the Kang Dynasty, and then like that's if they take inspiration from the comics, I presume they will, because uh, they normally do. And like that's the general gist, the most basic form of like the story behind it, um, as far as I'm aware. And it's just like mm-hmm. that sounds like such a batshit insane thing, going around being like the smartest, craziest guy in the universe, and just recruiting yourself from every other universe because you're a badass. And that's the thing of, like, we get to see a character we've never seen before or it's probably a better opinion, like, one TV show from, like, the mm. 80s or an SNL skit. And what are DC doing? Well, they keep teasing fucking Superman in all their movies. It's like, God, we've already had, like, eight of these! <laughs> like, do you know what would be really hype if they teased? Fucking anybody else. What, what if it was Darkseid? Again. I was thinking, like, what, okay, what, like, obscure DC hero do you want? Like, there's got to be, like, one who, like, you've, like, some no-name fucking... Cause I want some of those jobbers from, like, the um, Justice League Unlimited. Oh, okay. I want some of those fucking jobbers from the tower. Mm. Like that, um, I think he's, like, um, Holy Knight or something like that. He's got a winged horse and a sword, and that's it. That sounds pretty or, Like, Hawk Girl. We're getting yeah. Hawk Man, I want Hawk Girl. It's, like... I mean, last thing is, I'd kind of like Teen Titans, but they've already done Cyborg and like they did him really badly as well. Yeah. That's the thing. I I don't get why Ray Fisher's so insistent that like he wants to be Cyborg. It's like it wasn't that great. Like you're the best part of a bad movie. Something that could be really like you know, kind of in the vein of maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy, where they take a silly spin on it. Something like Lobo. Oh, Lobo could be so fun. Yeah. Space Bounty Hunter. Yeah, just like and they could even get Brad being like metal as for. Yeah, and that's the thing they could lean into. They, you know, they could like you know, try and eat a bit of Thor's dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, make it super metal. He's going through space. He's got his motorbike, intergalactic bounty hunter. You can put all that big space vistas. You can put a bunch of like no name characters from the thing. You can like hint at Dark Side if you want. Yeah, for those nerds on the internet, going to cream their pants when you mention him. But like the fact that you know. <laughs> It says it all, doesn't it? I was about to say the fact we haven't even got Lex Luthor yet, but we fucking did. And we had him, like, th- twice, and it's bad each time. That's the thing. We've got these, like, psycho. we kind of want to see explore more, but they've already been in, and it's already been bad. I literally forgot for a second. I was like, 
well, we haven't even had Lex Luthor yet. And then I just went, oh, ba- Batman versus We have, Superman and he's bad. And, it, it and you don't want him. Doesn't you don't want him back? No. Oh, I'd block that out of my fucking mind. <laughs> it's like, give me, like, Mongol. Bring Mongol in. He's great. He's like a guy. He's like yellow and he just fights. And he's like, he travels around the universe and like, I want to beat people up. You're really selling thing. this to me. Have we had a green arrow yet? Because I love green arrow. I guess we have the arrow TV show. But no, yeah. we could do a green, like, like, green arrow could come in. Oliver Queen. Make it like, you know, uh, make it like Wolf of Wall Street. But instead of orgies, he just shoots people with an arrow. Okay. He's a businessman, isn't he? Right, yeah. Oliver I just, Queen. All I thought was like, you know, the wild, like, fucking parties they have in Wolf of Wall Street and like... Yeah. That's like, you know, he's Oliver Queen, isn't he? He's like, you know, playboy. Let's have a look at, you know, the members of a team. List of Justice League. And let's see what, like, you no know, random, like... Pe- so we had... That's the thing as well. So many of them have been fucking done, but they've been wasted. Like, Martian Manhunters in, like, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So we've lost, like, Martian... Sorry, we can't use Martian... The amount of ones that we've got that we can't use anymore. Because they've just been wasted. Of, like, so some of the big ones. Like, Black Canary. Have they ruined Black Canary yet? Was she no, in? but, like, imagine... A fucking Black Canary Oliver Queen movie. Like, you know, badass, like, you know, obviously similar characters. Like, it'd be like Batman and Robin, but like they're a badass couple that are just hot and holy. Yeah. And it's like, hell so yeah. I don't think they've ruined, they've not ruined Black Canary yet then. Um, Again, I like they're that- in the, the Arrow, but like we... We don't need those CW shows to be taken into account. That's fair. What about Zatanna? I want to say there was a Zatanna movie announced. Has there? Zatanna would be I feel fun. like there was one announced, and it's got like... Do you know what? Let's click on Zatanna. Zatanna's an interesting one of like magic. They're not really dealt too much with magic in DC, because they're mm. afraid of doing something that's fun and whimsical. Uh, yeah, just from chat, like Biz- Bizarro. But like, I've not got a problem with Bizarro or Superman. It's, it's too much though, isn't it? But again, it doesn't need to be. And, like, I don't mind the idea of Henry Cavill's Superman being, like, canon. Because he's, he's a he's an actor that's dedicated to being Superman, and I don't think he's the bad part of those movies. Yeah, I guess. Like, But I think that would introduce two weirder concepts. Black Canary was in Birds of Prey, maybe. Oh, fuck's sake. So that's... We have Black... So we've lost Black... That's the... We've lost so many good potential ideas because they, like, they can't be touched now. And there is a, a Zatanna movie in production. So let's hope that they do something with that. Firestorm, mm. maybe. Could have Firestorm. I don't know. Like, everything I've it, seen Firestorm in, he's like really bland. He's in Legends of Tomorrow and he's quite interesting because he's two people at once. I know the concept. So you have, but you have like, I didn't like the character in, um, in The Flash. I didn't like the character in Injustice 2. One character that was in Injustice 2 that I do like, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle's Blue really Be- cool. Blue Beetle could be interesting because then he gets into his like, alien shit. Mm. And he's young. And I believe as well also, um, let's have a look, the newest iteration of the character. Uh, I believe like, the newest iteration of the character is like a, a young kid. Yes, yeah. So they could have I think that it's one. like a, a you know, young teen who finds the Blue Beetle armor and it provides him with like, you know... Fucking awesome powers. Do you know what they should put in? Transforming They should put in fucking Booster Gold. Because you know what his stick is? Which one's Booster Gold again? Booster Gold is the guy from the future who pretends that he's a superhero from the future 
but he's not. He's just using future technology and makes up that he's a hero. He's just a guy. Uh, and then he goes okay. back in time and people see his future technology as if it's superpowers. So he's just pretending to be a hero. I'm just trying to think of like what other um, shows I'd watch. And like, I'm just looking at Static Shock. Yeah, that was DC. I really enjoyed the cartoon of that when I was younger. Like, but you know what they're going to do, Lucas? We're going to have just another Batman. There's going to be another Batman movie. There's going to be another Joker movie. Let's think, how third... many Batmans are we going to have? Are we going to have a movie where, like, they have to put Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, Robert Pattinson, and a fourth Batman into, like, this and weird we're never Batman gonna get, universe movie? And we're never going to get the Batman we want, which is Terry McGuinness. They're never going to do the... But they can't yeah, pass the mantle. Batman Beyond? Because they can't pass the mantle. Because they've not the established on our end, was it? Yeah. Well, they've not they've not established a mantle yet. They no. don't have characters in movies for long enough to pass the torch to a new version. Like we're going to get like, the Iron Heart series, so we're going to get mm. a new Iron Man because Iron Man was in like fifteen fucking movies, so they can pass the torch. Yeah. Like we're going to get like we've got uh, a new Captain a, America. We're going to get a new Captain America because Captain America was in. Again, 10 movies. <laughs> they can't do that with DC because they keep recasting and remaking this. So we're never going to get like, we're not going to get a new Flash. We're not like Wally West. Because like every time it's going to be a new character, we're going to be like, well, is this related to the other movie? Like, when Harley Quinn showed up, I, I didn't know. Is that the same Harley Quinn as the first Suicide Squad or is it not? Yeah. And they just liked Margot Robbie enough in the role. And that's the problem of like, we're not, they're not going to have enough movies so we could have, say, like, you know, a Terry McGuinness style. And we're not going to be like, cause imagine if they'd actually, like, you know, stuck the landing and they were in, like, you know, 10, 15 years into DC and, you know, Ben Affleck was getting to the end of the role. Mm-hmm. We could have had, like, you know, something announced where, oh, yeah, we're going to do a Batman of the Future storyline now. We're going to, like, you know, pass the mantle to a new, and then you could have like, all that, like, spec- fan speculation, like, Ooh, who's going to play the new Batman? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the new Batman and what they're going to do with it? So instead, it's just like they're going to reboot the entire thing again. And yeah, Nightwing. Like I love um, some chat saying Nightwing and like the Bat family in general. I really like all of the different Robins and Batgirl and the, just the Bat family in general. And like you could do some really interesting stories between mm-hmm. all of the different Bat family characters. Like you could even bring Damian Wayne in, like trying to take over Batman role. But then like. You could you could do some weird like timeline shit and fucking around with even like the idea of does Terry McGuinness earn the role or does Damian Wayne like get the mantle of Batman just by being his son and yeah. having like and have, Bruce like, doesn't want Damian to get the role he wants this random kid to get the role because he's like a better but Batman. The problem, though, but the problem there is like we just that's all Batman again. It's all they've got. They've got Batman and they've got Superman. And you have that like great um, uh, quote from like Neil Gaiman. I think went around again today. Where it was like story internally from DC of like we don't know what to do with Superman. We don't know how to make him relevant to mm. a modern audience. And Neil Gaiman just retweeted it of like you don't need to make him relevant. Make him inspiring. Yeah. And then everyone's <laughs> like, how do you not get this? He's supposed to be like, how many times do he does he say in those movies and those series like I'm a symbol. Yeah, I, it sta- they literally say it stands for hope and they're like there's no hope left in the world it's like well maybe make a character who is hopeful and people will be inspired by that oh god and it's like it's so upsetting that like the conversation every time and obviously like we're not trying to sit here and dunk on it like mainly just came up because of like the, the comic con news and stuff but like of course yeah just you know, whenever I get excited and talk about Marvel and then you think about like what DC are doing, it's like, well, DC 
could be doing all of this cool stuff. Whereas with Marvel, the, the conversation is like, they are doing all this cool stuff. So anything that we mentioned could theoretically be done. And the fact is, like, it's the problem of not having that cohesive ground unit. It's so fractured mm-hmm. that I just have no interest in it. It's like you know, the whole thing with the comics where like, they had that new 52, great idea. They rebooted it like three years later. Yeah. But it's like, well, it, I'm not going to get excited then. That was the thing is like new 52 wasn't liked. And then they did like a new new world or something. I can't remember exactly what it was called. And, then, and I think they're in the process of doing it again, again, again. 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 Yeah. And it's just like, well, I don't give a shit then, because like, I'm never going to get invested or stuff. So it's like watching a show when you already know it's been cancelled. So I thought it would be like, really I- nice to have like a nice collection of... Um, I wasn't going to commit to it or anything, but like mm-hmm. buy a few um, issue ones of like the new 52 run, because like, oh, in, you know, this could be quite significant in the future. Of like, oh, try and get like all of the new Batman and Superman runs, issue one. Like, new 52. Like, I can't afford them all because I wasn't working at the time, but like, I got a few. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, these will be really cool collectible pieces. And then like, four years later, they're completely irrelevant and the universe is rebooted again. It's like, cool. Like, wow. I'm excited about this idea. And it's And like, I wasn't hoarding onto them for value or anything. Like, they didn't go in sleeves or anything like that. It was just... This would be a cool memorabilia to have have, on my wall or whatever. Yeah. On a shelf, just like, oh man, you've got some of like the the brand new version of DC like rebooted for the the first time or whatever. And it's like, no, just do it again. And again, and again. And that's the thing is, like, we are sitting here, we don't even know what DC movies are in what DC canon anymore. Like, and I don't think they know either. One of the things so. I've noticed while I've been doing like you know, the background research is they keep using the term DC Extended Universe, which as we've covered in like a video on the channel, is not a term DC use internally. Yeah, They don't use that term internally. That was a term made up by a journalist as a mocking jab towards the fact that their universe had no name. And they were obviously trying to ape the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And DC not only never corrected them, They've never actually come up with a name on their own. No. They just let people use that name and then don't correct people and when like, they do I it. I wonder if now they've just adopted it internally themselves. I think they have, yeah. They use that term, mm. even though it was started. That's a joke about how bad like, they were. Like a jab at them for not having a continuity. And also as well, for not being um, original. and not having the balls to do something original. And they've actually taken that and put that, seemingly taken it and applied it to their products. It's like... If they don't have any faith that any of these things are going to be any good. I mean, the Joker movie being part of Batman and Robin canon might have been a joke, but like that, you know, just the idea that technically it might be if you figure it out, because like, is that the part of the Snyder verse? Because then if it is, then the Flash is making a multiverse where Michael Keaton's Batman exists which is technically canon with, like, the George Clooney ones. Mm -hmm. So, like, technically the Joker could be part of the same canon. But that's the thing, the tone is so over the place. I never know. And the tone is so all over the place because you have that Joker just horribly murdering people Mm -hmm. in, like, a really graphic way. But that means that we've got two Joker movies. We've got one that's, like, um, the the Jack Nicholson Joker might be canon to the the Joker that we've now got with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, if the Joaquin Phoenix movie... It's, is, it's really If they decide that's canon to 
the Batman that's Ben Affleck's Batman and Ezra Miller and stuff. It's like, it's, it's such a convoluted, shitty mess. And that's why you have a guy at the top who gets to make that decision also ensures that all the movies have a cohesive tone so that when you do those kind of... When you have, like, say, for example, Thor mm. meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not an awful tonal clash. No. No. And, like, it doesn't raise questions of, well, now that you've reintroduced Michael Keaton, does that mean that that Michael Keaton is the 1989 Batman Keaton? Yeah, or, or is, is it just, like... just a cameo that doesn't actually make any sense? Yeah, and that's the thing, the fact that you're asking these questions and they don't seem to be able to answer them. No. It's like, it just it gives you no, like, faith in it. It's like, is it just going to be, like, a crappy cameo for, like, you know, to put in a trailer? Mm-hmm. Which I most likely think it is. Because if their their flashpoint is going to say that every multiverse is canon within, like, you know, the past 33 years of mm-hmm. um, DC movies and stuff, if they're all multiverses and all canon to one another, that then that means that like we're bringing the George Clooney movies in and shit and it's like Ugh. Yeah. Also, do you if that's the case, do you think not that they have the balls, but that they're gonna have like just the lack of tact required to CGI Christopher Reeves into them? Do you think that DC is so desperate that they will CGI Christopher Reeve's face onto a Superman? I want to say no, but I'm scared that they do it. They might do it, yeah. That scares me. Because I I was only thinking as far back as Batman 89. I I didn't think about the Christopher Reeve's ones, like all that. Would they like have the balls to like do that? I think they should just get like Brandon Ruth in as multiple superheroes. Well, they could. That's thing he's playing too. They do that joke. That's the thing. It's been handled better in the Flash TV show where they have that crossover and they have Brandon Ruth Superman and they comment on the fact he looks like the Atom. Oh right. Okay. And they're like, oh hey, and he goes, you look, you look like our friend. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> oh god. But, yeah. Like, did, would they do that? Would they piss all over? Christopher Reeves' memory. And like last thing, if they want to bring in Stephen Amell or Grant Gustin or anyone like that, are they then going to make sure that Legends of Tomorrow is now canon? Like, they should. They should 100% they should recast The Flash and make it Grant Gustin. I would love that. Grant Gustin is having so much fun with that role. Mm-hmm. I, I still think one of likes, I watched a bunch of them. Um, just like, these shows, like, I heard they went off the rails when I stopped watching them after like, the third season, and holy fuck do they go off the rails. Yeah. They have a musical episode. Yeah, they I remember you saying this was Supergirl, because like, they're both from Glee, yeah. Yeah, like, Supergirl and um, The Flash have a musical crossover episode, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then they have a bit where, after their, their the TV show Flashpoint bit, mm. what they do is they use that to combine all of the universes together. Because they were making right. all the shows separately and concurrently, so then they combined them all together. That's when they even brought in Black Lightning. Oh, cool! That's when they have the, the Netflix the, show. Um, I was going to say they have that, like Smallville and Brandon Ruth and stuff. Come like the, the reunion of like all the Superman, don't they? Yeah, and what they did is they combined the universe to make all the TV shows into the same cohesive thing, and they used it to retcon a bunch of stuff as well. Mm. And they basically like, they brought in like the Black Lightning TV show, made that canon. So they could make that canon to their universe as well. And they have a great bit where it's just 
the Flash and Supergirl are talking and a guy comes up and he's like, hey, can I get your autograph? And he goes, you, you know us? And he's like, oh, yeah, I love you guys. Are you doing another one of your team-ups? And like, we, we team up? He's <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Like, they're only used to like, being in opposite fucking universes mm, at that yeah. point. Like Previously to team up, like, the Flash had to run into another universe. And he's like, now we're in the same one. And he's like, oh, okay. Then he hands him a piece of paper and it's clearly a publicity still of Melissa Benoist and um, Grant Gustin going, <laughs> like giving a, the, the, the most shitty and goofy ass thumbs up you've ever seen. And it's fucking adorable. And it's like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want that tone, but I want a massive fuck off budget. Uh, instead, we're just going to get like, Jared Leto coming back as weirdo Joker again. Yeah. And that's the annoying thing. I actually don't know if they're going to give him a third chance. But, like, the fact that we're even getting a sequel to that Joker movie, I I still don't comprehend how people were saying that's one of the greatest movies of all time. We've got Lucas. It made... I understood it. And I'm not an idiot, so that means the movie is good. Right? It had a good actor in it. But Lucas, I understood it. Yeah. It had themes, it had messages. And I understood it. Yeah, let's, let's all and, and go it was dark. around the world. Yeah, of course, of course it's, it's telling me. It's, it told a deep story about mental illness. And mental illness is serious, and therefore the movie is good. How can it not be good if it's about a serious topic? I'm not. Fo- I'm not following your logic here. It's about a serious topic. I want to laugh because I know you're joking. But I'm and that's the like, thing. You know, and that's I'm what. That's seething. the thing. Pe- people say that. I know. Because that's why. That's why I'm angry. Because I know there's people having those arguments out there. I'm like, yeah, it's like, well, and you know, if you brought it up to them, they'd say like, well, you know, Marvel have never dealt with anything like that. They don't have the balls to tackle these subjects. It's like. Half of, like, the Thor movies are about Thor coming to terms with the loss mm-hmm. of, like, you know, his planet and his fucking people and then, like, his brother. It's just that the shows are good, like, the films are good enough to balance that and also make them entertaining well, like, and not um, fucking up their own ass. Infinity War, isn't it? Just, like, that scene with Rocket where he's like, oh, how you doing, buddy? And he's like, you know, my mum's dead, my brother's dead, my home has been destroyed, I've lost all my people. Like... Yeah, but you know, he's still like a god in that. You must be there must be something good in your life. And he's like, Not really, mate. Nope. And that's the thing as well. There's like there's genuine sadness in his eyes when he says and when he does that thing where like, he smiles and goes, But not to worry. Yeah. And you, you see him like bring him back, back out like Nope, be strong, be strong. Like I'm not allowed to be a weak cat right there in like, Yeah, but you can see it in his eyes. And that's the thing, that's a really humanizing moment in that show. Oh, in, sorry, in that film. And that's, like, you know, dealing with a very heavy subject, but it's doing it in a way where it's not beating you over the fucking head with it. Of like, do you see how important this is? Do you see the messages in my movie? We have symbolism. Yeah, there's, oh, no, it's not symbolism, is it? It's just fucking on screen. Well, true, yeah. Oh. And that's it. I'm trying to find now that fucking screenshot. Lady. I can't find it. Because it's just like actual autograph by like um, the actress. Oh, I can't okay. find like the in universe one they have where it's her doing a big fucking goofy thumbs up, and it's so funny <laughs> because it's like her in the full Supergirl costume, just being like, and I can imagine the character doing that. Yes, yeah. 
And it's like the actor they have playing Superman as well. He's also like, you know, the goofy Clark Kent Superman. Mm. The other one was like, you know, he's like, you know, it's the good old farm boy from Kansas. So he's also like really dorky in that way. That's very charming. It's so hard to keep track of like how many versions of how many characters they've got with different actors. Oh yeah, it's great. So it's just like, oh yeah, which Superman do you mean? Do you mean like Henry Cavill Superman, the CW Superman, the Smallville Superman, the brand of Ruby? Well, if you want to get confused, that show has the crossover with Batgirl with Ruby Rose, who got cast recast after the first season. Yeah, yeah. So they have her in it, but then they recast her while they were making that show. So she's in it, and they even have like the crossover in her show, but then like the actress is different in season two. Oh my god. It is, it is, like, mate, it is a fucking glorious clusterfuck. <laughs> and I highly recommend you go watch it just to see, like, how much. Like, they have. The fact that there's all that shit on the floor and they managed to pick it up and, like, cobble it together to make something useful. And I've now seen as well that, like, so I'm trying to search for that image. And, like, Melissa Benoist, she's hilarious. Like, she's signing people's autographs and just writing the flash dies on her autographs. <laughs> Like, she's trolling Grant Gustin in real life when they go to, like, Comic-Con and stuff. And that's the thing. They uh, have so much chemistry on and off screen, and it really does show in that Christ. And, it, like, every moment they're on screen is a fucking riot because you can tell they're having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you know the same way you see, like, Chris Hemsworth is always having a great time? Yeah. Like, you know, when he's acting with all these things, like, I'm sure you watch, like, um, the Love and Thunder and all, like, the mugging he does for the camera, like, the great bit from the trailer where his head just comes in he's like, <laughs> and you know that's something he did yeah. and it's like you can tell that everyone's having a great time oh god that was that was a fun scene and like that's the thing is I can see that um, the reviews online are like we're gonna not talk spoilers or anything like ve- oh, no, very no. vague about Thor but like I've seen mixed responses of people being like it's too off the rails and too campy and too jokey and it's like I, I love it I really liked the humour in it for the most part like all the goofy bits and like just the even like you know some things that might pull you out a bit i still really appreciate that just how like goofy and silly it was uh, that's me i really really do like that mm. it really does make me like i'm glad that we can just have something on tv where i'm like this is fun yeah and it wasn't by like i think thor ragnarok like hit the balance way better but like i did just love how goofy it was of course yeah it was great, and I was just and I found the the screenshot, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send it to you, mate. I'm gonna have to like just because you look at it and you say that was a good like filming day mm. right there. So I'm gonna send it to you. I want you to just describe like what you see because I've like just got the screenshot from the show. So I just found the scene on YouTube and just fast forward to it. So I'm gonna quickly do that, and I'll send it to you on Discord. You know, because we have the ability to do. So we're gonna play this game that we play often, which is I'm just gonna send you a picture. <laughs> on... I've got to describe it. You gotta describe it, yeah, because like, and just look at how much fun they're having in this moment. Because I want this framed on my wall. Oh, that's great! <laughs> just, it's so badly photoshopped. It's it's so badly done of just like them both just standing profile, like big goofy smiles with thumbs up, like her uh, Supergirl and the Flash, and it's like, it's like the type of picture that you would get in, like, Disneyland with the actor yeah. that's, like, you know, dressed up as the Flash, or, you know, obviously not the Flash, but, like, you know, anyone that you can see their face, because 
Uh, like Star Lord, you know, like big yeah, dumb, also, goofy it, smile with the thumbs up with Star Lord. But how much does it sell as well? How awkward they both are. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at how fucking awkward Supergirl is, and else as well, the Supergirl costume is fucking awesome in that show. It looks good. From it that, started yeah. as like the really bad, cringy one with the mini mini skirt, mm-hmm. and as the seasons went on, like they even have the character say, "Well, I don't like flying around in a mini skirt." Like, have you ever tried? Like, um, you can. I don't mind wearing a skirt, but not when I can fly. And like everyone has that moment of like, oh yeah, that is a bit weird. Like you're flying around with a mini skirt on. So she just starts wearing like biker shorts underneath the skirt, and eventually gets like a full like length Superman style one. Yeah, a skirt and, uh, isn't other... exactly like made for flying around in. Yeah, and there's like they have a really great like reason. I'm gonna try and find out because it's, it's on the nose, but it's a really good because they also do the evil Superman trope, but with Supergirl. Oh right, okay. And they have like evil Supergirl, and that costume is like, do you know, like the alternate costume that you just never not pick. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Like, Joe, when you just, like, you have an alternate costume, it's like, well, I'm never not picking that alternate costume mm-hmm. in any game ever. God, yeah. So I'm going to try and find, like, the evil Supergirl costume, because it's I fucking remember, awesome. I uh, in Injustice 1, I think it was, where, like, the alternate Nightwing outfit was Damian Wayne's emo Nightwing, and I was like, never. I'm never picking yeah. that one. Like, the opposite of just, like, that skin, just, nope. Yeah, like this one's a bit on the nose because it's like from the show where like Supergirl becomes a Nazi. So instead of an S, she's got an SS. Ooh. But look at how fucking clean that cut is. I mean, that's a very clean outfit, but the fact that it's like literally got the, the SS logo on it. Of course, yeah, but like that's the thing, but it's the black and red. It's the classic thing, black with red on mm. it. But it's so good. And when you can tell when the actress is playing evil Supergirl, she's having such a great fucking time. It's um, it's always funny to me as well when like someone says, "You know what color scheme I think red looks cool?" I know it's a bit unconventional, but black with red <laughs> black accents. with red accents. It's like it's oh okay yeah. Sure. Well, they, they get away with it though in that show because it's supposed to be like the most over the top like mm-hmm. evil version of the character. Of course, yeah. But it's the fact though that he's basically she's just wearing like leather pants and the outfit. And she also has, like, the armoured version of the costume, which is fucking sick. Mm. And, like, a bunch of cool stuff like that. And then she gets, like, the boots and all that good stuff. And That's it's just, cool. Yeah, I love that they redesigned the costume to make it look more modern. Yeah, I can't... I can't remember whether it was, like... I think it was, like... Um, oh, that's what it was that I saw people talking about a similar thing of, like... Oh, um, fanboys getting annoyed that, like, Ahsoka wasn't in, like, a, you know, chew top and a miniskirt because George Lucas, like, for some reason designed his, like, teenage Padawan female apprentice, like, for Anakin, to basically be wearing no clothes, and that's what he decided the character should look like. And, like, you know, stupid fanboys are annoyed that, like, oh, no, let her wear some clothes. It's always baffling to me. It's always hilarious about when the redesign is so fucking rad. Like the Supergirl one, when they made it, so it's like, you know, she has basically Superman's costume on. Mm-hmm. But she has, like, you know, the taller boots. So instead of like, the red underwear, she has, like, the boots. And that's how they distinguish it. Right, yeah. And like the actual, and it's just that thing of, like, weird men complaining about it. It's like, it's not got a skirt on it. It's like, why do you care? Mm-hmm. What, why specifically is the, like, surely the only thing you care about is, like, you know, the S on the front. 
Well, the the double S on the front. And of course, yeah. Well, they have the armored version. It's just that thing of it. Just I remember watching that. And I was having so much fun. I was having so much fun watching the characters have, especially when you've got actors playing against themselves, where they don't have the budget to do it. So like when you have like evil Supergirl chatting shit to Supergirl, and you can clearly tell it's not the same actress is, because they've got like different haircuts. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, is it like the back and forth where they do like the back of the head of like the stunt double, and they're clearly not the same person, or was it like the um, you know the the single image and like one person's clearly on the left and one's on the right? No, uh, they don't have it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's yeah. not like, but it's just really funny fucking, to see. 90s like i was re-watching like a bit of friends and not like you know chronologically or anything but like one episode came up where phoebe and ursula talked to one another oh it's but fucking it's awful like it? that again that static shot of just the one person on the left of the camera one person on the right and just split the spline them together yeah and it looks so bad but it's like, you know, the best they could do at the time. It, yeah, Actually, yeah. Look how good that Supergirl costume is. It's fucking rad. That's a really good that's outfit, such a, yeah. It's a really... So- and that's the thing as well. Like, in a show like that, the budget can slip in most areas, but the costume's got to look good. But that's and just never- one thing that it took them a long time to get right with the Flash TV show. Yeah, they, they redesigned for a that. while. It looks awful. And they have as well... I'm, so I was looking at like, what the costume is, and they have, like, shots from... Um, uh, the latest season, which presumably was during the pandemic, because mm. they have like the actress wearing a mask, and it looks so fucking rad of Supergirl wearing a mask with a latte. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> why does that look so fucking cool? I just like Ninja Supergirl. I just Let's remembered go. as well how like stupid. Because again, I think I stopped watching the Flash after like two or three seasons, and yeah. there's like one um, episode where the Flash is trying to catch up to like a flying character or something. And I just saw mm. a TikTok that had clipped it out of like, oh, that time when Grant Gustin's Flash like ran on his own lightning bolts. Of course, he throws and lightning he throws bolts. Throws lightning them. bolts to me like Ms. Marvel little platforms like she does in the TV show, and just jumps across the sky on his own lightning, and the, the, the effects look terrible. And I'm like, do you know what that is though? Oh. That's interesting enough where it actually. At least they're trying something different. Mm-hmm. Like, what does the Flash in the movies do? He just runs real fast. Yeah, yeah. And um, it is, like, a cool use, but, like, I've also seen, you know, other clips of that show where it's like, oh, well, the Flash couldn't catch up to, like, Thief on a motorbike. Yeah, it's real it's bad. Like, oh. I will give that series and the wider thing, like, because it paid so much respect to those early things. Like, I think the actor who plays um, the Flash's dad was the actor who played the Flash in the original TV show in like the eighties? Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember, yeah. like, all the nineties? Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. So he's the one who plays the Flash. And as I said, they bring in every actor who's previously played anything mm-hmm. to the point where they brought back Burt fucking Ward, who played Robin in the nineteen sixties Batman show. Oh, wow! Like they bring him back. Like he gets a cameo. Yeah. And there's just so much love and care and respect shown to everyone. Of like, we don't care how campy it is, how bad it was, or how like you know cheesy the effects were. You get your um, uh, reference. In this show, I mean that's that's cool. I like that. And they give everyone a chance. I'm um, yeah, looking at some of those flash costumes, and they do not look great. No, they didn't look great for a while, did no. they? No. Like Supergirl, one they nailed that after one chance like, at reading. You know, in the Flash one took a while. It took a while to get Arrow in his Arrow outfit properly, but like 
it's pretty simple to make a green hour outfit. And like they did improve just it a domino, bit over time. Domino mask, yeah. But like just all it was was like guy in green and leather with a hood on. Like, yeah, that's good enough. That'll do. Like I, I can't believe how long it took them to give him the domino mask. Oh yes, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I chalk that up to the um, uh, the Christian Bale movies forcing them to be dark and brooding. Mm. And it wasn't until like the Flash came out, I'm like, wow, people like shows that are quirky and fun and colourful. Yeah, you can Sick. you can see them lean into the camp after like a couple of seasons of the Flash. And obviously, like Arrow dropped off a cliff in terms of quality, but it was. Don't just, worry. Uh, Supergirl was there to pick up the slack. Yeah. Yeah, and like that, it is just funny. Like, well, Arrow season one, you know, pretty damn good, and like it was again, like you know that darker take on the character as you say and like didn't want to show him in the superhero outfit too much or give them the mask and like use this brooding batman character from the darkness and the shadows who murdered people and then the flash comes out and they're like oh this can be fun oh shit yeah and he's like wait get, getting struck by lightning gave me abs <laughs> sick and it's just it's just fun and mm-hmm. i i I highly recommend going and watch, like, even if it's just the six-episode arc, because, like, I think every show had, like, their episode which introduced the concept, but then they had, like, a cross, like, three or four crossover mm, ones. Yeah. Just just go watch them for the cameos and to see, like, how much fun all the actors are having. Like, Brandon Roof is clearly having the fucking time of his life dressed like Superman. <laughs> and it's, like, the first time I think I've seen DC actors smile making anything. DC characters Even if it is, they're making schlock. Car. They don't smile. Like, they like even if it's just like absolute fucking schlock. They brood, Carl. They do. That's all they're allowed to do. And that'd be great. And I would just, I just recommend it, except for like the Ezra Miller cameo, and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. And on that note, Carl. Right. Yes, things on the note of die. bad cameos. What would like to cameo in this um, podcast? Well, I was going to say, should we let the podcast die on the note of like... Just, just let it die. Or... I thought you were going to plug anything at the end. Uh, well, we will do the Patreon post show exclusive for our Patreon members watching live right now. Um, and just... But before we do, do you want to just like yeah. mention the uh, the socials and stuff? Because there's one last thing I'd like to mention. So I was waiting to the very end of this oh, okay. so that I could mention it for the, pe- for the true believers, as Stanley would say, which is um, the... Uh, Keep the 28th of August, um, uh, Pencil Light and Sea Diaries, folks, we'll be doing another live event here in the lovely city of Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets will be going on sale soon, and we'll be announcing um, that probably on this podcast, um, on various social medias, our Discord, and the channel itself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so be sure to follow all the links below if you're interested, and it will be Rock Band Karaoke. And it will specifically be like, yeah, Rock Band, not Guitar Hero, because Rock Band we can yes. do guitars and the singing not yes, the drums because so, uh, of space concerns and stuff but yeah we can like get people singing as well as playing guitars that way and you have what is it um uh, rock band four and we'll probably get well, one of the things i want to do is like ask you to just collate a full set list of every song that you have okay so that we can like, you know make that um like available for to clarify for people like i have rock band four but it has the set lists or the or at least you know the set lists with the licenses that got through from Rock Band 1, 2, 3, 4, Lego Rock Band, Green Day Rock Band, and Rock Band 4. So I have like all that plus some DLC. 
Yeah, and I might even dig into the Fact Fiend coffers and download some of like, you know, because the, there's still DLC coming out for that game now. Mm-hmm. So we can try and get that done. But uh, yeah, we're going to be like, you know, it's going to be at a local bar. We're all going to be there because Brad's moving to the Sheffield. So you're the only one who's going to have to travel through. I am the only one who's going to have to travel through. I have to apologise. Luckily, you're going to get paid for it. Yes, um, yeah. But tickets will be going on sale soon. Um, yeah, the set list will be available um, uh, as and when we can build it up. It's going to be just playing some, some rock band, singing some songs, having some drinks and just hanging out. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully people can make it and watch this space for more details. Yeah, proper announcements will happen in the future, but yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to announce it. And, uh, sl- I'm like teasing it in the various places of course, that I can. Yeah. A proper announcement will happen. There'll be a blitz next week that announces everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for myself, um, you can go find me on like Twitter and TikTok at CantoLegend underscore. You can find me on Twitch at Legend of Canto. The day this podcast comes out on the Thursday... Um, I will be doing like an attempt at doing some or uh, all, hopefully, of the duality Destiny Two dungeon by myself solo instead of with uh, with two helpers. But I've been learning the first of the three encounters and still not got past that one yet. So we'll see how the night takes me. That's fair, yeah. And the, uh, I'm not sure what my streaming schedule is for the rest of the week because I have um, plans. Um, at, you know, here in the real world. So just, w- again, watch this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I check out my Discord, my socials, if you'd like to see when I'm streaming. Which is Roddy. 